Now betting for the sports animal, your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Amory Castillo. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. And welcome back to the program, Duke City. You are listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Whether you're in your ear right now with your fancy AirPods or you're on in your car listening to 95.9 FM or AM 610, talk ABQ, the KNML app, the TuneIn app, or maybe sometime in the future, on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, or however you're streaming us. Welcome back. We got a treat for you. The coach of your New Mexico Lobos football, Danny Gonzalez. Welcome back to the program, Coach G. Well, I appreciate you guys having me on. Thank you. I know this is the busiest time of the year for you. For So thank you for making time for us. And um, before we start talking Lobo football, let's talk about a new addition to your program, OG friend of the show and just absolutely the most talented guy I know. Your new assistant director for creative services, Brandon Ortega. Is he getting his sea legs yet? Oh, what a what a home run we hit there. He's been unbelievable. I mean, he's super talented in what he does. He was super talented at, at KOB Channel 4. Uh, we, we lucked into one, and he's done a phenomenal job. We'll continue to do a phenomenal job. Uh, he's got so many ideas. I mean, he's spitting out more ideas than, than our social media can handle right now. So it's, it's been really good. Uh, it's been another uptick to our social media game. And you got to give him a bunch of credit because he's dedicated. Uh, it's given him a, another, a different opportunity, a different way of, of being a dad to Julian and a husband to Becca, which is awesome. And so he's been a great addition. Are you going to have to take Lobo Louie to the tailor and shorten it a little bit so Brandon can fit into it? <laughs> well, that'd be, uh, uh, I think, I think, uh, the Jared, uh, or the young man that does, uh, Louis Lobo, I think, uh, we'll stick with him and let Jared come up with some different ideas on, I mean, uh, Brandon come up with some different ideas on what he can do. Well, I've never seen Brandon do a backflip, so you should probably stick with what works. Probably right. That is, <laughs> I, you know what? Uh, I'm going to see tomorrow if we, if we get him to do a backflip. He does. I'll, I'll shoot you a text, a video on it and then we'll see what we got. All right, well, let's start with what everybody wants to hear about. You had a quarterback battle in the offseason, but I'm not sure how big of a quarterback battle it was, as it seemed to me and a lot of other people watching that Dylan Hopkins was the guy and everyone else was competition. You got a talented quarterback room, but it seems like you got your guy, right? We do, and, and you know, having having Dylan come over with Coach Benson from UAB, uh, obviously Dylan is his Started in this offense, he's he's uh, produced in his offense at a high level. I mean, he's got the second most starts in the Mountain West Conference as a starting quarterback behind Chevin Cordero at San Jose State, and he's played some he's played in some pretty big time games. Which uh, it was like having a coach on the field when you're trying to install a new offense. So Dylan is, has uh, has proven himself on the field already. Uh, he proved himself in spring practice here with his leadership skills. I mean, so much that. In a six-month period, he became a, a very strong voice on our team, and we took him to media days. Uh, the guys have gravitated to him. They like him. He's a great leader. And it's easy to be a great leader when you're a great player. So uh, I'm excited to have him as our quarterback. Uh, I mean, I tell uh, Jeff and, and J.J. on the morning show, uh, they're always talking about it's, it's been so long since we've talked about the same quarterback every week or sure. don't have a, uh, 
injury at quarterback. Hopefully, knock on wood, we can keep Dylan up on two feet. Uh, I think we're a little bit better up front than we've been. So that'll be a positive. And if we can keep Dylan as a starter for 12 games, there'll be a lot of happy people. And you mentioned the leadership. Is this something that he just stepped into, or is this something that was earned in the locker room? No, I think you have to earn it in the locker room. I mean, I, I think when he got here, the guys on our football team could have cared less where he came from. They didn't care about the TCU guys, where they came from, or Nebraska, or any of that. They they just wanted to be around dudes that wanted to wanted to play football, wanted to win, wanted to compete. And then over time, guys, uh, they figured themselves out who's – Who's uh, who's real and who's not? Uh, who has a, a legitimate voice? And then obviously, when you're a player, you have a lot better chance of being successful in that role because guys will believe in you. You got what they, I guess, the street cred, and Dylan has that uh, because of what he's done on the field, because of what he's done in the weight room here, in the locker room. I mean, all those things translate to to whether a guy has a chance to be a leader or not. And you've, uh, the past couple of years, you've been preaching, recruiting, let's get some skill players on here. And it seems like this is the first year that you have a little more weapons for that offense that you're ready to turn around this year. Can you talk about some of the guys that Dylan Hopkins has at his disposal for that offense? And can we start with uh, the Horn and Watch list recipient, Luke Wysong? Yeah, you know, Luke is, has been the, the lone bright spot on offense around here the last couple of years, which I think a lot of that, the, a lot of the pressure that was built up on that sometimes, uh, I mean, kids do things that he tries to make every single play a touchdown. He tried to do, uh, I mean, more than he was capable of doing because he didn't have enough pieces around him. And I think Luke is a great, great player. He's deserving of those uh, nominees. Uh, but we've got some guys around him that will take the load off of him, which will make Luke a better player, which is which is even more exciting. You have to start with the guys up front. I mean, I think yeah. uh, our starting yeah. five offensive line is finally a, an offensive line that's competitive within our league. Uh, we, we've got, I mean, DJ Wingfield at the right tackle and J.C. Davis at the left tackle. And then inside of the guards, you've got uh, Issei Matatuia. Uh, and then the other guard, you've got Tito Stafford. And then... At center, Colin James, I mean, those, those five are, are – they look like you want them to look. I mean, our two tackles are both 6'5 and 6'6. Six, six. Our two guards are, are both 6'4. Uh, CJ in the middle is right at 6'4. They're all over 300 pounds. They're all pretty lean guys for being over 300 pounds, and, and they're athletes, and they can move. So you've got to have that piece before any of the other ones even matter. Uh, obviously, you talked about Dylan uh, at wide receiver outside of Luke. We've got a young man by the name of DJ Washington. We've got a young man uh, by the name of Jeremiah Hickson. Uh, both those guys, DJ is a 6'5", 215-pound uh, running, I mean, a wide receiver that has gigantic hands, that does an unbelievable job going up and getting the ball on competitive catches. Uh, Jeremiah Hickson is, is in the mold of Luke Weissong. He's a little jitterbug. He's about... Five foot ten. Uh, he's quick as can be. One hundred and sixty pounds, one hundred and seventy pounds. But they don't get a they don't get a lot of touches on him because he's like a little jitterbug. And then Andrew Erickson, the young man, uh, he's finally healthy, back to his form like he was in twenty twenty when we were able to move the ball around with him. Uh, and then you got Deuce Jones, who's been a bright spot around here, but he hasn't had opportunities because he's been injured. He's he's one of the faster guys on the team uh, that'll give us an ability to throw it over the top. So Dylan's got some weapons to throw the ball to, uh, which is really exciting. And then our running back room is the most talented by far since we've been here. 
Uh, we've got Christian Washington back, obviously, who people know who yeah. he is with his kickoff return skills and how physical a runner he is. And another young man by the name of Ja'Cory Merritt, the guys on the team call him Bill, uh, but Ja'Cory, he runs violent. Uh, he, did a, he, he proved himself during fall camp. He's one of the Alabama State transfers. Uh, I think those two will be a really, really big one-two punch. And then we've got three guys in that room, uh, Andrew Henry, Sherrod White, and Dorian Lewis, who have earned opportunities to, to be in some packages. So we finally have some skill guys on the offensive side of the ball to match what we've been doing on defense that will be pretty fun. On the program, you're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal in the house is the coach of your New Mexico Lobos, Danny Gonzalez. Coach G, I mean, you got some improvements on the offensive side, but I know your milieu, your bread and butter, you know, what you're used to directing is that defense, and you've been building this defense, and it seems like, to me, this is the year that everything comes together, and this is just the most solid unit you've had so far. You know, I, I like what we got personnel-wise. I mean, obviously, the transfer portal has been both a hindrance and a help. Sure, uh, we've lost uh, we've lost good players that have gone on to different places because they can now, and that was kind of our model uh, over the last twenty years. Was we would out evaluate and out recruit people on people that they didn't necessarily want at the time that we developed into great players. Well, now the some of the ones we've developed have, have moved on, which is fine. But we've also upgraded some of our talent in the transfer portal with kids that we might not have gotten uh, originally. So uh, I think we've got some depth. We've got some guys up front that we can, that can play. Kyler Drake, who's 6'5", 280 kid, that's finally coming into his own, who's, uh, who's who done a fantastic job of getting himself into shape and, and looking like he wanted to look and having that quick twitch. Uh, another man, a young man on the other side, Gabe Lopez, a transfer from Washington State who is twitchy, can get to the quarterback. I mean, I think we can do some things with a four-man rush that we have struggled to do with. And then Tyler Keeney in the middle at nose has done a really good job uh, since he got back from UCLA of getting his body the way it's supposed to look. And, and his quick twitch that he had in high school, he's showing again. So up front, we're better. Uh, at linebacker, obviously, Alec Marenko and Ray Letele in the middle uh, have been a staple for us. I mean, Alec is coming off of a, a injury to his ACL at He's full speed. He got the clearance today uh, that he might not even need to be wearing a brace, which is awesome. We've got a young man named Demetri Johnson, a junior college All-American that was very under-recruited because of the transfer portal also that I'm really excited about. And then uh, Cy Riley, who has been a staple around here for the last three years, uh, he just continues to get better and better and better and makes a tons of plays. So I like how we're at linebacker. And then secondary we're a lot longer and faster than we've been. Uh, we got the young man. I mean, both Dante and Martin, who I think is one of the best corners in this league. Opposite him is Zach Morris. Tavian Combs, back from the AL, ACL surgery, uh, has looked really, really good in the last couple of days. I mean, getting into his own off of uh, he'll be another one that we'll find out if he can play without the brace, which I know they're all excited to. Uh, and then we've got a young man from uh, Nebraska, Noah Pola Gates. And opposite him, Christian Ellis, those two guys at Wolf Safety have been really, really good. Now, we've got a couple of young men. Hold on, I'm just walking inside. There's a big helicopter going over. <laughs> uh, there's a, a couple young men uh, that are still out with some injuries uh, that hopefully will get back. Um, 
don't know if we'll have them before Texas A&M, but as we go on to the season, that will give us depth in the secondary. That is real exciting. Big-time opener at Texas A&M. How do you prepare these young student-athletes for being in such a hostile environment like that? Used to playing in front of 20,000, 30,000 people, you're showing up to 100,000 people at Texas A&M. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be fun. I mean, I I think uh, I said it before in 21 when we went there. I think it was a little bit too much for our football team. I think mm. they were giddy. I think they were. I hate to use the word scared, but I don't think they were ready for the moment. Uh, I think this football team is with the expectation we're we're tougher than we are back were back then. They're excited for the opportunity. Uh, the most important thing is we've got to get through that initial uh onslaught of the of the uh, stop them from getting a big avalanche early in the first uh two plays of the game last time we were there we gave up a touchdown we have to try and avoid that uh it makes it really hard to overcome if you can get through the first few minutes all of a sudden you can relax and play and and hopefully make it a competitive game i mean our kids are really really exciting uh, excited to go play so we'll see what happens uh, the energy there is absolutely phenomenal. I lived there for a year after I graduated high school. I had a friend of the family who has a restaurant there, and I wouldn't work for him because uh, you know enough about me. I wasn't really ready to enter the college force or the workforce or uh, what I was thinking, the Air Force. There's only like 100,000 people who live in College Station, Texas, but on game day, the population of that town triples. It's absolutely insane to see in person. It is unbelievable environment i mean since they redid their stadium i mean it's over a hundred thousand people now uh, i think they said they're expecting for the for the opener around ninety five thousand people which is awesome uh we'll go over to the stadium on friday uh when we get into town so our guys can go in there and they can take pictures and do all those things that they want to do and get that newness and that that aha moment out of the way so when we go over there on saturday it's like, hey, we're just getting ready to play another football game. Uh, there'll be a lot of people there. It'll be hot and humid. Uh, kickoff's not till 6 p.m., so sure. there won't be much sun, but it'll be exciting. One short week after that, you bring the boys home. We got our home opener against Tennessee Tech right up at University Stadium. For those who aren't going to be there, tell the friends of the show, tell the loyal listeners what that environment's going to be like on the home opener for your New Mexico Lobos. Well, you know, I'm, I'm really excited. Uh, we've got a bunch of new things. I mean, they're, they're adding food trucks. We've got new uh, LED lights that will go off and on during touchdowns and all those fun things. I mean, the Howl Zone has been reconstructed so that it's very family-friendly before the game uh, in the north end zone there. There's a all kinds of things to do. We're going to have a live band. We're going to have a, a live DJ on the field during the game. I mean, we've really picked up our game on, on making it entertaining now. Really, the reality of it is you want to put a bunch of people in there, we need to win some football games. I get that. Uh, it's a lot more fun, and it's a lot more fun for our kids when there's a lot of people in there. Uh, I'll continue to, to ask the city of Albuquerque and all you Lobo faithful and all you Lobo fans, Keep the faith. I like where this football team is headed. Uh, we're going to win some games. It'd be great if you showed up before, but I get it. Uh, it took a while for for uh, Coach Patino and those guys to, to get that atmosphere in the pit. I mean, it took a little bit of convincing, and then all of a sudden it was the Lobo of old. So I've been here when it's been at that high moment uh, for football. I anticipated getting back there. We've got a great opportunity in the first two weeks between Tennessee Tech and then the school down south. So it'll be a lot of fun. 
Lobo fans, you should be traveling with your team. You should make every home game. But if that's not an option, you could catch it on TV every week, not only locally here in the area, but you guys got five nationally televised games this year. That's a big deal. That is a big deal. I mean, it gives, you know, with the, the great thing about our conference, the Mountain West Conference is a great league. And, I mean, the Mountain West Conference was the original league to have their own network. Uh, they went away from that. They went to the, if you don't have a national televised game, every single game is going to be streamed on the Mountain West Network, which you can watch from your phone. You can watch from your computer. You've got the Mountain West app. If you have a YouTube TV or Roku or whatever it is you watch TV, you, you can get the Mountain West app on there and get every game. I mean, all those things have become so valuable, and our league has done a great job of, of staying up and staying ahead of a, a lot of people in many instances. And then the Fox and Fox Sports 1, CBS Sports Network, and, and those opportunities against Texas A&M were on ESPN. I mean, those opportunities for the national broadcast to see that when you're flipping through the channel and you see the old Lobos on there, I mean, it's really good for recruiting. It's really good for our conference. And if we go out there and compete and be competitive, it's really good for our league. Coach, I could talk to you about Lobo football all day, but we're up against it, and I know you're a busy guy. Anything else for the friends of the show before we let you go? Well, you know, I, I appreciate uh, you guys talking about Lobo football and, and what you guys do on your afternoon. I mean, it is uh, Albuquerque is an unbelievable place, and when people show up, they make quite a presence. Uh, I appreciate all you guys do for our community from just beyond being on a radio show. I mean, two men on is – they're out there, uh, community projects. I mean, you guys are, are phenomenal, not just for our city, but for our entire state. Thank you for all that you guys do there. Thank you for the continued support of our football program, of our, our UNM athletic department in general. Uh, I appreciate it. And anytime you guys want to have me on, I'm, I'm always willing to come. So I appreciate you guys. Go Lobos. Right, thanks for the time, Coach G, and we will be rooting for you. Go Lobos. When we get back, more NFL talk. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, The Sports Animal. I'll say it once. I'll say it again. I'll say it a thousand friggin' times, A. Marie Castillo. Danny G's a dude. He is a dude. We're lucky to have him. Yes. The dubs might not be there yet, but he is a leader of men, and he is fantastic for this Albuquerque and surrounding area community, and you should be proud to have him as your coach. Welcome back to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM, 610, Sports Animal. Look, if you weren't aware already, the, whole, the sports animal is your home for Monday night, Thursday night, and Sunday night football. Let's go. Let's go. Let's say you're not at Howie's sports page. Like Amory. With the boys. Like Amory. Raging at the page with the Monday Night Maniacs like Amory. You can listen right here on 95.9 FM and AM6 in the Sports Animal. And people are really confused these days, Vans. They're like, oh, I can't get direct TV. I have to get the YouTube. I have to get the Amazon. I have to get the who, the ha. No, you don't. You just got to tune in. And we yeah. have a free app. Hey, and it's quite often... It's quite often Kevin Harlan. Yeah, so you're welcome. My favorite friend of the show, Kevin Harlan, right here. He like gives free. He gives my football phallus a thick rush of blood for sure. Yeah, I love hearing him calling games. He's the best. 
You don't want to pay for packages or streaming? Joe okay. Buck Joe Buck can suck it. Yeah. I think I've heard you say that before. Because he's Fred's hero, and I'm sick of hearing it. Troy Aikman. I'm trying to segue <sighs> into this next segment. Average. Oh, you're talking about Troy Aikman's old boss, Jerry Jones, <laughs> who has little to my knowledge amazing comedic timing oh boy hit me with that footage amory last year he drives 100 miles an hour and has a wreck you know and this i mean how do you conjugate all of that how, how do you balance those speaking things? of well, sam Williams. first of all i'm saying that he is as which is more often the case than not uh this sounds a little hollow but he does and is uh, uh. maturing. Maturing. Uh, and he is. Uh, the, uh, uh, what was he going, 66? Was he going 66 miles an hour? Last year? No, this year. <laughs> so he's 34 miles an hour less than this year than he was last year. 98 to 66. So that's improvement. <laughs> Dude, that's legit. That is legit hilarious. Oh. Do you think that's freestyle or somebody America's wrote that team. for him? I no, I think that's freestyle. That sounds totally right on right on track with Jerry Jones. He, he's maturing. And let's not hold your player accountable. He's like, no, no, he's doing better. He was going thirty four miles uh per hour less than last year. Hey, <laughs> who knows? If he's still on the team next year. Maybe he's only going 10 over. Hey, Maybe he doesn't have weed and a gun with him. Um, a challenge for the for uh, Sam Williams. So this past weekend, though, Van, he was charged with possession of controlled substance and unlawful carrying of a weapon. And uh, But last December, he was involved in a two-car accident, which led to an arrest yeah. and a warrant. He was speeding up to 98 miles per hour, as which we know that uh, Mr. Jerry Jones just gave some math lesson. So, like a lot of people on the other side of the glass, our neighbors here, KKOB, when it comes to personal behavior, I'm quite libertarian, Amory. If you're not hurting yourself or anyone else, go crazy. Get, get Look, yourself something. Cowboys fan. I get it. He likes to party. <laughs> from From one dude to another dude, I like to party too. I like to have a good time. If I saw Sam Williams out in the streets and he's 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 packing heat and he's rolling blunts, I might be in the same place as this guy. Does he hang out in Albuquerque? I've probably seen him around. Sounds like a fun guy. But like last year, when you get into a multiple car wreck and you hurt people and your horrible decisions affect people's lives, that is bad. This is Do bad. Do not hurt people. <laughs> this is bad parenting by Jerry Jones, too. I'm like, okay enabler well he's going 34 miles per like stop stop this is not okay this is this has gone too far and because these stories pop up every three days please apologize for me for not doing insane amounts of homework what 66 in what <laughs> okay is it a 66 and a 55 zone? or 66 and a 66 and a 55. The neighborhood? Guess what? Your boy does, does that almost every same, day. Same. I'm not going to lie to the loyalists. 66 the and a 45, you're putting your community in danger. 66 and a 35, you're just asking for trouble. Mm -hmm. 66 in a school zone, 
which school? Let's talk. <laughs> Good job, Jerry Jones. You got some pretty amazing comedic oh, timing. Man. That's that's the quote of the preseason. Oh, yes. That's the most quotable soundbite of the preseason. You don't got a lot of time to top Jerry Jones either. Yeah, so you got you got some time, but that was my favorite one. And look, I'm 41 years old. I'm mostly set in my ways. But you know what I also like to do, Amory? What? Some maturing. <laughs> maturing? I-9 Varsity when we get back. The I-9 Varsity of nicknames. Right here on 95.9 FM AM 610. The Sports Animal. Well, I tell you what. We're about to hand it over to Isotopes Baseball. Who are on fire? Check out the broadcast once we're on air week. here. The boys are back. They, the Topes went on a little schneid, yeah, and that's that okay. Was, it happens every once in a while, but they're on their trajectory, their championship trajectory. Your Albuquerque Isotopes. Joe Traub with the call. Bob Wopo will be producing. Mm-hmm. I just waved at Bob. He's in the studio. He's, he he's in the zone. He didn't see me. We'll get to the I-9 varsity here in a short second. But when we got legendary caller Marty on the line talking Cowboys, we always answer. What's happening, brother? What's up, guys? You know, I uh, I take a, a siesta hibernation, what you want to call it, once football comes up and sure. I just come out of my cave <laughs> you, and say, okay, it's we time appreciate to talk it. sports. You and a lot of other friends of the show, like people take a, like a little uh, little summer uh, sabbatical from Sports Talk Radio, and when NFL comes back, the boys are hungry. Well, you know, you know, you know. In the case of Sam Williams, I, I you know, if he's in Colorado, shoot, New Mexico, he's probably just like half of the citizens here. You know, a little right. weed, a little god, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. He's just in Texas, where it's. Front upon, front upon, and you know, I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of Texans carrying guns out there. I'm not sure there are a lot of them carrying weed, but my understanding it's uh, going to be a misdemeanor. So we'll see how. Roger, I hate the Cowboys. Goodell mm-hmm. comes back and really lays the hammer on him. Might give him my my guess six games minimum Ooh, to get back at Jerry. Really Just heavy. So you agree with Jerry Jones that he's maturing? Uh, yeah, you know, it's baby steps, right? Yeah. Baby steps. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Jerry still sounds pretty sharp for, what is he, 81, 82? Oh. He, sounds, he sounds pretty sharp still. He's a I mean, he, yeah, I, he, now he's always been kooky magooky with some of his takes, but he still sounds pretty sharp. He could still, you know, hold a conversation, and only Jerry knows what he means, but you know, Jerry's always keeping it positive. He's a salesman. He's got to keep everything positive. And we'll we'll, we'll turn this around. And it's we're your year, Marty. I got to say, I'm sorry. Go ahead. It's your year. I got to say, this, <laughs> this is probably one of the better teams they've had in a long time. But we'll see with the Cowboys and all these long they don't get. It. But I, you know, I'm already seeing over showing out for the year. Sam Williams. I'm like, guys, just stop getting in your own way now. Overshown, that was an injury, unfortunate one, but we'll see. We'll see where it goes. Uh, some of these teams will take steps back. NFC is very beatable. 
you know, everybody talks about the Niners. I'm like, well, they haven't won a Super Bowl <laughs> probably longer than the Cowboys. I think their last Super Bowl was 95, as far as I recall. Now, they've been Around there, the but time. they have not won a Super Bowl. Yeah, so. They, yeah, they've lost a couple. I don't know. Well, yeah, yeah, and we all kind of knew they were. They have a quarterback, so. In, and in, that's all I'm there. I'm thinking they can go cheap on the quarterback, and I think it'll it'll come back to haunt them. In, I'm, not, I'm not sold on Purdy. In Sam I'm not and Jerry Jones' defense, he is maturing. He is maturing. He went from 100 to 66. Next year, he's going to get like just a little 10-over speeding ticket. No weed, no guns. Thanks for the call, Marty. We're up against it. All right. All right. We'll, we'll be in touch. Thank you. Thanks for Calling taking the call. A lot of NFL takes I mean, come coming, on. coming this season from Marty. We couldn't uh, not talk to Marty. I love when friends of the show come out of NFL hibernation. All right, real quick, fastest yeah, we have like I, a minute. Fastest I nine varsity ever. The I nine varsity of nicknames. I'll go first. <laughs> Chubb. <laughs> Schnookums. Nick Chubb. Oh. That's I, I that's thought a, we were just, I thought we were just saying nickname. Tall. I'll show myself out. Uh, yeah, I, I get where you're going. <laughs> Too tall? Too tall. Or an appropriate Amazon, amount of tall. Tall drink of water. Uh, a loaf of bread. I told loaf you that of the other, bread? Remember I told you one that other day? Hell of a show today. Yeah, Thank you. We're going to have to do this varsity. We're going to have an extended varsity tomorrow. Okay. Hell of a show today. Thank you so much to Danny G for joining us. Thank you for the callers and texters. Amory did a great job. We'll see you, you tomorrow. Friends of the show, don't miss a second of the opening drive tomorrow right here on the Sports Animal. We love you, Burke. Stay safe. See you tomorrow.